0: Welcome to the WMBF UK podcast. Hey, And welcome back to the WMBF UK podcast with me Sarah Glanville as your host and today I'm here with a well-known face to a lot of you, David Langsdale, WMBF Men's Physique Pro, 2022 Men's Physique World Champion, Team GB Team Captain and my co-presenter at this year's WMBF UK shows. Hello Dave, how are you?
1: Yeah great thank you, how are you?
0: Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. I'm good. It's not been long since I last seen you. Last weekend was the First Timers and Novice Championships. Um, what an incredible day. Do you want to give everyone the rundown on what happened at the First Timers Championships?
1: Yeah, so like you touched on there, we were obviously both presenting on the stage, which was a new experience for us both. Yeah. And a very really enjoyable one as well. I think we were both a bit nervous before. I can definitely say I was because it's something I've never done before being stood on a stage with a mic talking to an audience of people. So then bright lights can be a little overwhelming when you compete, but they definitely are when you're stood there with a mic, everyone looking at you and you've got to, got to talk to the crowd. But it was very, very enjoyable in the end. And, um, as, and the day as a whole, I think, was a very enjoyable one for everyone. As we know from doing multiple shows ourselves, that the WMBF shows are always a very enjoyable day. You're surrounded by great people. Um, So yeah, overall, just an enjoyable day for everyone and yeah, it was a pleasure to be up there and uh, do what we did.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it was nerve-wracking. I think I was more nervous about presenting than I was like getting on stage for the first time in a bikini, but...
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, Andy and Steph were obviously doing their intro at the beginning and I could just feel my heart pounding, so I looked on my watch and my heart rate was flying well above 100 and that was just stood still, so... The nerves were definitely kicking in, but then once we got on the stage, same as competing, really, you're a bit nervous, but then the, the, when you get out there, it, it all feels good and goes well, and yes, you yeah. just happen to be there.
0: Yeah, adrenaline kicks in and it all works out for the best. Yeah. I mean, the, the show day itself was, was great. It was like 180, after yeah.
1: And I think um, doing what we did, I mean, I've always been well aware that a lot of work goes into a show, but because we were there well before the show started, and usually you'd be competing, you're getting your tan and everything. Obviously this time, we're on the stage helping set up and all the rest, uh, getting the getting the lighting sorted and everything from 7am in the morning. And it almost gave me a newfound respect, even more so than what I had before for how much hard work goes into these shows and it's literally a credit to Andy and Steph and the team of people they've got together as to how well that show went and like I say I've seen how much work really goes into it when you're around the stage set up from say 7am in the morning till 10 o'clock at night.
0: Yeah for sure and I think especially for us like I know we were nervous about making sure that we got our bit right but the work that went into everyone else pulling together to make sure the show ran smoothly so that we could stand on stage and say the right thing like there was yeah, so exactly. much work that went into it yeah. yeah it
1: definitely makes our job a lot easier that everyone else is doing doing what they needed to do so yeah we might be on the stage and people can see what we're doing but I think a lot of credit has to go to the people behind the scenes at the side of the stage backstage for all the hard work they're doing and nobody sees that
0: yeah for sure Big thank you and well done to them. Yeah. The, st- the standard of athletes as well on show day, like considering first timers or people that are really, really close to the start of their competing journey, it was a brilliant show, like such a good show.
1: Yeah. And I think that says a lot, really, how high the standard was. Um, I mean, we were chatting to Steph after, and obviously I take a, a, a big interest in the men's physique division, as that's what I'm in. But when we were chatting to Steph after she said it herself, I mean, there was a couple of guys there that are pro standard and it's literally their first show. And thinking about that, that obviously filters down because you might have someone who's done their first show and they think, oh, well, this is just the first time a show and I've not even placed. Well, that doesn't take any credit away from you because the standard is still so high. Yeah, that doesn't mean you don't look incredible. It just means you've come up against other people that look incredible, yeah. and even though you may not have walked away with the top five place, and there were so many that did so that looks incredible and were to a very good standard and could win other shows. You know.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think that there's that like misconception that a first timers show would be easy or easier yeah. in terms of the yeah. level and standard. But I think from my my perception you know, it, it's not that it's easier at all. It's people are waiting for an opportunity to step on stage. And some people have yeah. been building up for a number of years to take that first.
1: Exactly step that. Yeah. They may have had a keen interest in training for a very long time yeah. and been hard for a very long time, but only recently decided to compete. So I think for anyone listening that did uh, get on that stage and didn't get the placing they wanted, you definitely shouldn't be disheartened because oh. it doesn't mean you didn't look great. And it's just the start for you you know and you just take that show and much like we do now you get on stage and you just think right where can I be better yeah. and if you haven't got a place in you can just compare yourself to the people above you and see how you can maybe be a little bit better but like yeah. I say don't take anything away from yourselves if you didn't get a place in because the standard yeah. is very very high.
0: Yeah I've actually had a lot of conversations with competitors after the weekend saying that literally no one is a finished article, like especially on your first ever show, right? No one ever steps on stage to finish the finished article. Like, I know Dave, you're like still working mm-hmm. on bigger and better and you're literally achieved your pro status last year. So everyone is chasing something more whether yeah. that's size, more condition, um, especially if you've stepped on stage for the first time, like just know this is just the start and no one's expecting you to be perfect yet. And yeah. there's no way that you're going to know what you need to work on until you get on stage and you compare yourself to other people in a lineup and compare yourself to the criteria. Get yeah. the feedback, go work on it.
1: Exactly that. And I think it, it's a wonderful thing when you've got that mindset to just keep forever improving. And I say it to people all the time, they might see what I've achieved maybe, But my mindset is the same as it was five years ago. You know, I just want to keep getting better and I keep seeing ways that I can get better. And that gives you an opportunity, right? If you love training and you love what you're doing, well, whatever you need to improve is then going to give you the opportunity to go back to the gym with a bit more fire inside to then improve that, you know, and the ones that are truly passionate about it, just keep on going. So whether you place, whether you win, whether you come in in a lower in the rankings, like the attitude is all the same let's just keep improving
0: absolutely so i always say that it's like this is game is about longevity like it's just the people who keep coming back and keep working on feedback that's how you get to be great so
1: yeah exactly that just long-term consistency and just always aiming to be better and better
0: for sure how did you find presenting compared to standing up there competing
1: oh it's a whole different thing um and again, very, very enjoyable. I love to compete. I think everyone everyone who's heard me talk about competing knows how much I love it. Um, but I definitely enjoyed the whole experience of presenting as well. And, and, and being on stage in a different capacity, I was actually thinking about it this week and I was thinking how different it was because if you're competing, you're facing the judges. So you can't see under them bright lights how the people to your sides are looking. Now we were literally right at the side of the lineup, <laughs> and even though we couldn't see a front-on view of everyone, you can actually see like everyone's condition real up close in a way that you haven't before. Yeah, and again, it gives you a newfound respect—not just for what work goes into the show, but also the level of condition people can bring
0: because yeah. you're very
1: up close and personal with it, and you can actually look at it while you're not competing.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I, I thought the same. It's just—it was so different. Like it's just so different to be a part of the show, but not. Be a part of the show isn't yeah, exactly. yeah. Um yeah I, I loved it and I think it, for me a big a big positive of the day was the fact we got to do it together right so yeah. when one of us was on stage like the others were standing backstage getting a chance to like hype the guys up as they yeah. were going to go on I loved that just getting a chance to speak to competitors at the side of the stage you know talk about how they're feeling and you know some people it's the same with every show day I feel like me and you're probably similar outside the stage just like amped up and ready to get on and, and do what we do but a lot of people are nervous so it was really yeah, nice and, to be there and yeah give people yeah, I think I on. think
1: exactly that it gave us an opportunity to almost give a little something back because we yeah. know how them people are feeling at the side of the stage um but if you're competing yourself, you're focused on yourself, right? But when you're not competing and you're right at the side of the stage, you can chat to people and you can you can help them. So I think again, a massive thanks to Andy and Steph for putting us in that position because I think you're of the same mindset as me. You want to keep evolving as a person and you want to keep giving back and that opportunity we had at the weekend literally allowed us to do that. Yeah. I mean, it was a situation we were nervous in, but we've come to realize okay we can actually do this you know and um, yeah so it's given us the opportunity to um, be on the stage in a different role but also to help other people and I think that is something that we both really want to keep doing.
0: Absolutely I mean I always am looking for opportunities to push myself out my comfort zone and that was definitely out of my comfort zone (laughs) but I think that it's pretty cool like even though straight away like me and you've walked off and we've said right this went really well and you know, this didn't go so well. And I think, you know, we're having a bit of a debrief with Steph, hopefully soon to figure out how we make it better for next time. And I know like coming into Supernaturals, I'm already like full of ideas of how we can like level up that what we yeah. did um, at first timers. But I think for the first time, we weren't too bad. Like I'm yeah, we to
1: weren't me. too <laughs> bad. But like I say, we both were looking at ways we can improve. And even throughout mm-hmm. the day, I was learning a few things as I go, like, okay, right. I've got this list of names. I'm gonna dash off and go chat to these competitors and find out how to pronounce their names, and then yeah, it becomes a lot easier as you. We're kind of learning on the job a little bit, but it was yeah. very enjoyable.
0: I feel like you did much better with that than me. That's my that's my action for next time. I literally just got up there and just whatever came out my mouth. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry to whoever I offended. Um, but yeah. It's 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 pretty cool though it's uh, an amazing opportunity when you think of the number of athletes as well like I was thinking about that the day after literally 180 plus athletes and we got to like welcome every single one of them to stage by name and give them their opportunity to to do their thing it's really cool.
1: Yeah it was it was brilliant yeah.
0: So let's take a wee step back I want you to talk our listeners through your competitive history um, and through your incredible season last year because I know they will all be dying to know about it.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I actually started competing a long, long time ago, literally at the beginning of men's physique. So like I've almost seen the evolution of men's physique from its very beginning. So I actually did my first show in like 2014. Um, and at the time, I mean, there wasn't a lot in natural bodybuilding around. It was just men's physique. Um, and yeah, I did did a few shows back then, and then through those years, again, I just had that mindset of like, right, how am I doing? I want to keep improving. Um, and even though I was competing in shows that weren't tested, obviously I was uh, competing naturally, and I just wanted to improve myself. It wasn't really so much about the placements back then, even though I did place well in shows. Like I was just so desperate to keep improving my physique, keep going back to the gym, keep improving. And then actually it was 2018, I won a show in 2018 and I was like, right, that's it, I'm done. Like I was moving to Australia, I planned to change my life a little bit, move over there. And then when things didn't work out there, I came back from Australia and then it was like, again, I'd been following the men's physique scene and the WMBF was becoming more and more prominent. So I kind of decided in 2020, right, this is it, I'm going all in on this now and I wanna be a WMBF pro. At the time, WMBF UK wasn't around, it was linked with the UK DFBA. So I went and did the UK DFBA uh, British finals that year and won the British title with UK DFBA. But unfortunately there was no WMBF Worlds that year because it got canceled because of COVID. So I was like, right, okay, I'll go next year. (laughs) The following year, WMBF UK now came into, into the country And it was like, right, that's my show. I'm going there. I'm going to go for WMBF. Won my category at the WMBF UK show in 2021. But then because of personal reasons, couldn't go to the Worlds that year. And it was like, right, I'm going to have to go again next year. 2022, WMBF UK show put so much pressure on myself last year to win that show, having won it the year before. And for the fact that I couldn't go to Worlds. And yeah, it was a very, very... um, anxiety filled prep trying to trying to uh, reproduce what I had the year before but uh it was a massive relief when I won the won the show last year in my class and then obviously going to Worlds and you were there at the Worlds and I'll try not to get all emotional about it but it was a, it was a massive moment for me then winning at the Worlds and winning my pro card
0: yeah
1: it'd almost been like three years in the making so
0: yeah I mean I think that what your story is like about I think it's what it's actually about to be a bodybuilder. Like, I think sometimes you speak to people and they go through a whirlwind season and one season and then they win uh, win the title, they win the the pro card, but you're like, keep coming back, right? And it's about continually getting better and having a goal that you're not afraid to say, this is what I'm going for and just work your ass off for it. Um, And I, I can imagine the pressure that you were putting on yourself To get to Worlds after having qualified like years previously and not being able to go, like, how did that, how did you handle that pressure? Because I can imagine that's a lot.
1: I started journaling, I started writing down (laughs) my thoughts. I mean, I've got notes in my phone still where I was just walking up and down in my kitchen, like, just thinking I need to get like this out of my head a little bit and just writing, like, and there was just different ways I'd get my head around it. And I was like, look, you're so anxious about the result of this show in a few weeks. Um, But you've put so much hard work into this. So just be proud of that. And just know that whatever happens on that show day, you have literally given this absolutely anything, everything. Like I've sacrificed other areas of my life and I've literally gone all in on this prep. So you just have to remember that. You just have to remember, you've done all the things you're in control of And that was where my head was going at that time. And I was just writing down them thoughts and just like saying to myself, just be proud of yourself, go to that show, be happy. And whatever happens on the day, that weight's almost going to be lifted off your shoulders of how is this going to go? And again very very fortunately I, I won my class that day and if you see the video of when I got given it I was just so relieved I was struggling for breath. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean I don't know if it was fortunate I mean I think that that sort of thing you're right into what you've said like you've given everything um, and it is it's a mindset thing like trying to figure out how do you balance that drive to want to win and to be really competitive yeah. and you want something badly um, but also being able to kind of reckon with the fact that that might not happen.
1: Yeah. I think
0: that, you know, you seem to have handled that really, really well. Um, and it's obviously paid off for you.
1: Yeah, I think the reason I say it's fortunate is because, I mean, you were at that show. The reason mm-hmm. I say it's fortunate is because I came up against Charlie and then also Danny, who's from Spain. And when you come up against that level of competitor, and I've been told how close it was on the day, I just feel so fortunate that the judges picked me as the winner that day because they are two incredible competitors I came up against. And I know on another day that, you know, it can go either way. And that it was so close. So I do feel fortunate that things out of my control, the judges' decision <laughs> went my way.
0: I think that the, the standard of men's physique in the UK is just incredible. Like if you look at the number of pros that we have and, and the quick succession and how people have, a qual- have achieved their pro card, um, and obviously you talk about Charlie going away to Worlds with Charlie and then him yeah. winning his pro card out there as well. Um, you're right. It's probably on the day it could have went either way. but um... Exactly.
1: And that's something I've spoken about with other people, like Josh Croghan, obviously. He's, he's big in the men's physique world and yeah. as a natural. And he's done very well. But as well as him, I mean, we had Harry win the year before at Worlds. Um, we've obviously had Jovan turn pro in the uk so what's happened year on year is the people that haven't won their pro cards at the uk show in the overall have gone to the world three of us and and won a pro card there so it shows that yeah the guys coming out of the uk are incredible and it's now something that i want to do is to keep pushing the level higher and higher so we can see more people come through in the uk shows and go on to be pros
0: I mean, I feel like you just, you're just you just angling for a pro show in the UK, Dave. Yeah,
1: you, I don't know if you saw it, but straight after I won that pro card in America, I was chatting to Andy saying, right, when can we get a men's physique pro yeah. show, show in the UK? And he was saying how we need the number of competitors. I was talking to guys from Portugal saying, <laughs> if you go a pro show in the UK, are you going to come? And then I was reporting back to Andy how many people I've recruited for it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I definitely want to see that at some point
0: that's it's definitely going to happen just but the standard in the UK is incredible but I think a lot of that's to do with the fact that you guys are so um are so visual and you make an effort to promote men's physique and competing naturally um I want to talk to you about that in a little bit but I'll (laughs) finish off talking about your competing journey in Worlds last year first so um I know that getting to what else was a big goal for you how did the experience actually measure up to what you had pictured in your head
1: it was very different because like i say going into like that, that show at the british finals and then also the year before you turn up to the shows on your own and you know you're there on your own maybe backstage and stuff you'll have the odd conversation with people and you know you get to know people which is always great but then when you're literally flying to another country as part of a uk team It becomes very different now that you're actually a part of a team of people and we were very lucky um, to be handed the roles again as captains and you know it was nice to be able to help the other members in the team in whatever way we could and just to be in a part of a team environment just made it all the more special you know staying in the hotels together having team meetings you know, it, it did just make it so, so special because we had such a great team and everyone was just so happy to be there. And when you're surrounded by that energy, you know, it really just helps you so much as well. And uh, yeah, you're going to the shows and you're all together supporting each other and to have that level of support, I really think helps you on show day when you're going yeah. backstage and everything and everyone's rooting for you and you're rooting for them. Like, yeah, it just makes it incredible.
0: Yeah, it's it's like this infectious energy but I mean I was on so late in the day uh, I did not have a voice by the end of that that day like I think I had videos of like everyone that I've sent along and sent over after the the, what else and literally in every single video I am just screaming for people. I can (laughs) Um, definitely
1: hear you on my video that I've (laughs) made into my YouTube so.
0: Yeah um, I know god Uh, no but it's it was that was the best part for me as well was just being able to go out with a team and um it's such an achievement to get there like what you guys did when you were out there was was beyond like incredible like winning your um winning the classes and winning pool cards but yeah just being out there and getting out there as a team was was really really cool
1: yeah and then the uh team breakfast the next morning was was very special as well like yeah that was awesome you know and then going down to Venice Beach and everything, like it's just an incredible experience, like I say, being just a part of a group of people who just live and breathe it, are so passionate about it, and all just so happy to be there,
0: yeah, I know because I think it is it's a, it was a it's a strange one because we all didn't know each other very well. I think at the start of that week, like we all yeah. knew of each other. But it was literally like the biggest family holiday I think I've ever been on. And, and like, then
1: that's what also made it so nice at the weekend, because it was almost the first time we've all got back together since. And yeah, it's just so nice to see everyone, especially yeah. now that most people aren't on prep, you know, and everyone's full of energy and everyone's just so happy. Yeah, it's great.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're back on prep, but you're always <laughs>
1: positive. So <back laughs> I try my best.
0: <laughs> um, OK, cool. This is, I suppose, is a, is a big question. And I don't want you to cry on the podcast, Dave. But <laughs> what did uh, winning your pro card and that world champion like title mean to you? Um.
1: Well, it, it changes because at first you want to win the pro card, right? Because you're like, OK, I've won this British title. I want more for myself in the terms of, again, like I'm saying, for first timers, you want to keep improving. So you want to keep going back to the gym. And because my prep in 2022, I was aiming for the same achievement of winning the British title first and foremost as the year before. It made me feel like I need the next step. So in terms of me personally, I wanted that next step so that I could just look to keep improving my physique and going into the gym with that same ambition to keep improving. I wanted the next step. Then having won the pro card, it's kind of changed a little bit now, as you know, from conversations we've had, because as much as I want to do that, and I really want to do well in the pro division, I feel like I'm in a position now where I can really give back, as in the people who are coming through to first time as shows, the people who are going to the British wanting to win that. I can give back through my experience of winning that pro card and help others to come up through the ranks and do the same thing and experience the incredible emotions I've had along the way you know so yeah it's definitely meant a lot to me personally in terms of my competing journey but I've come to realize since it means even more in terms of what I want to give back to other people.
0: Yeah I mean I think we've spoke about this a little bit, but the number of men's physique competitors stepping onto that first-timer stage, like there was three classes of first-timers, each had like 15, 16, 17 competitors in them. Um, And then another novice class, it was a huge class. I think it's fair to say that the work that you and the other kind of men's physique pros and and sort of people have been doing really well in the sport in the last few years the work you guys have been doing to elevate natural men's physique is has is already paying dividends but I can understand the, the 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 fact that you've won the pro card now gives you like another platform to take that message even further
1: yeah exactly and that's why I want to keep putting out more content in terms of how it goes now as a pro seeing what the pro standards are like I want to keep sharing that with people and just so that they can see that them them next levels are there for them yeah. if they want to keep going like you say there was a lot of men's physique guys I think there must have been over 80 people at that show competing in men's physique yeah so you know we want to create that pathway for these people and show that as a natural you can achieve such a, an amazing physique in men's physique and so many opportunities to travel the world and compete in different shows and just keep getting better and better and keep enjoying it more and more
0: yeah for sure um You also had a few athletes compete, didn't you?
1: Yeah, so I had two guys compete. And again, just incredibly proud of them because they would come from a background of, like I say, never competing before, never doing a prep before. And I mean, you only have to look at the transformations I posted of them both. They put in incredible work into their preps to be able to step on stage for the first time. And now they've both come away and they know where they want to improve and they're so determined to do it again in future. I mean, it's just so great to see that in people. So yeah, I couldn't yeah. be more proud of them.
0: How how was it like stepping away from like a stepping into that kind of taking someone through a prep journey? Because I know you've been like you've been coaching for a long time, but
1: Yeah. Uh, definitely like I say, very enjoyable because yeah. I've come to realise how much I just want to keep giving back to people. And then when they're coming to you with questions and it's like, okay, I've got these answers for people. <laughs> yeah. You know, it fills you with a little bit of pride and a little bit of joy that you've got answers for people in the things that they want to do and, and you can really give back to them.
0: Yeah, amazing. Um, you're right into your own prep for this year now. Yeah. So tell everyone what are your plans for your debut pro season?
1: Okay, so um, the first, so I'm going to do one show before the world, so that will be in Germany, which yeah. is two, two uh, weeks before, and then yeah, worlds, which is now going to be in Seattle, Washington this year. So doing everything I can to try and make sure I uh, place as high as possible in them shows. And again, yeah. it's become about more than me now. Like I feel like I'm in a position where I want to show people what's possible. You know. And as much as it's my first season as a pro, I want to work as hard as possible to show people what are the possibilities in your first pro show, you know? And if I can take top prizes, then I'm hoping that can inspire other people to push themselves to do the same.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think regardless, um, there's definitely people who'll be inspired by by your journey and would aspire to have the same success that you've had. I know you're you care a lot about your mindset and how you go into these things so how are you setting yourself up like psychologically for taking on that first pro season because it it does feel like a level up I can imagine
1: yeah it's definitely a level up and the one thing I've had to get my mind around is almost like I say like I won a British title three years in a row and then a world title and now I'm competing on a whole new level again so I mean I'm, I'm used to putting my all into prep and winning. Now, now I'm stepping up to the pros. The chances of that are probably maybe a little bit less, you know? So yeah. I think from a personal perspective, I've kind of put myself in the mindset of, well, if I put my all into this prep and don't get what I want, how do I handle that then, you know? And I think testing your character as a person is more important than anything. Yeah. So oh, I've told myself straight away, I want to win these shows. I know I'm going to put my all into winning these shows. Now, if that doesn't happen, how am I going to handle that? Knowing I've given it my all and given it all the sacrifice. Because last year I got to experience the other side of it. I literally put my all into that prep and sacrificed everything and got what I wanted. And it's easy to walk along the beach in Venice, along Venice Beach. and say, <laughs> You know, things work out as they should in the long run when things are going well for you but who do I become as a person when things don't work out so either I'm going to win or I'm going to learn a lot about myself and I'm very excited for either
0: yeah I love it I absolutely love it I think yeah it's a completely different thing but I really see a lot of how I attacked my first season and what you've said there like I'm a very competitive person and I know obviously you are right but sometimes you can't expect yourself to be even though you are competitive, you can't let yourself get too caught up in that attitude of that you want to win. Because, like we always say, this is a long game, right? And you yeah. want to you. If you were to have a, you know, to set your expectations to be incredibly high, walk in and feel disappointed in something that's friggin' incredible. Like you can't yeah. can't set yourself
1: up for failure like that. I don't think exactly. you can't feel like a failure. Um, and and I think that's an opportunity in itself, right? Like yeah i watch a lot of sports and a lot of champions and people who are in inspiring positions and i've come to realize that the most inspiring thing sometimes can sit to see how people handle defeat yeah how they bounce back how resilient are you you know so i think that's something that all competitors should pick up on because you're not in control of the judge's decision and as great as it feels to win Sometimes you're going to have to take one on the chin, you know, and you're going to have to <laughs> get back to the drawing board and work hard, yeah. get better after a loss as well. So I think it is important. Like I say, I competed for years before I started winning shows. Yeah. People don't actually realise that. They've just seen the last few years maybe and seen me winning. But I did a lot of shows before I ever won one. And it didn't knock my enthusiasm. It didn't knock my passion for the sport. It just drove me to want to get better and better.
0: Love it. <laughs> perfect um awesome is there anything else that you want to talk about today like is there anything else you wish we'd I'd asked you
1: <laughs> um I feel like I'm in a position now as a pro to set an example and I feel I, I know we've had conversations about this before and what I would like to say to people is obviously I'm trying to put out there how much uh, opportunity there is in natural bodybuilding Um, You only have to look at this weekend. We got the opportunity to present on stage. We've had opportunities to go to LA, be part of a team, go step on a world stage. And I mean, it's hard because with social media these days, a lot of people are seeing these influencers and they're not in the natural bodybuilding world. They might be pros in other federations and people are looking up to that. And I want people to really see that You can stay natural and have all the experiences in the world of competing, of winning, of learning about yourself without the use of steroids. And I think it is so important because you can do this in a healthier way. Right. So I do think that is something that I'm really trying to push a lot more. That's why I'm putting like time, money and effort into my social media a lot more now and something that I want to continue to do. Now that I'm a pro, I want to put more and more content out there because I think we now have a voice where we need to show people what is possible and almost make it a bit more exciting to be a natural bodybuilder, to be a natural men's physique pro or whatever category you're in. We can make this sport more exciting. And I feel like us as competitors that are going and doing the top shows, um, we should be giving something back to the sport and being role models for people to do this naturally.
0: I don't even know how I can follow that up. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're so right. Like, um I think y- you need to see the opportunities that, that we have to personally as opportunities to bring people along with with us and, and to build a community around the sport. Um I was I've been thinking a lot about what's what's led for me to become who I am within the WMBF UK um, and honestly I, I was thinking about how I've ended up here and I think a lot of it's to do with the fact that I don't have a lot of people around me actually physically that are involved in the sport. Um, my introduction to understanding what bodybuilding was and what it looked like was through social media and it was through yeah. exposure to untested federations yeah. um, and then through my own research i've found natural competition and that's what i'm now passionate about trying to elevate yeah the the opportunity with the natural sport but i think it's you we really got we've really got a duty to make sure that we do what we can to to promote what's possible yeah physically and also you know the opportunities that are available to, to people if they invest time and their focus on competing naturally it's 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 awesome like I've met the best people through the sport as well
1: yeah so if we can raise the profile of competing naturally and we all do our little bit like even if it is tiny like even if it's just inspiring a few people to stay naturally and see the opportunities available I think it's very important that we continue to work harder and harder to keep keep pushing it and keep keep showing what can be done
0: exactly perfect Dave thank you so much for talking with me um This episode has been a really long time coming and I'm sure everyone will agree that it was worth the wait. Um, Thank you to everyone who's listened along at home. We're going to be back in a few weeks time with episode 14 of the WNBF UK podcast. Until then, thank you so much again, David.
1: Thanks for having me
0: on. You're more than welcome. This has been the WNBF UK podcast.
1: Check out CNP,
0: our sponsors and sign up for our events at wnbfuk.com.